just explored the Earth, looked up into other stars and even set up dozens of theories about other galaxies. But little do we know what happens to our souls if such exist when we die or before we come into this life. Different religions have given us thousands of ways to think about it, but what does your own unconscious tell you? Here is mine. In one of my dreams I saw heaven. Well, let's call it heaven. Um, I saw it as a huge nursery for little teeny tiny angels who are excitedly waiting for their time to be born. But nothing is that easy as they depend on the choices of those alive, of their potential parents, both father and mother. So let's say one girl has 10 little angels in the sky looking after her. A girl grows up making certain decisions in her life, whether to attend a dance class or not, whether to stand up for a classmate who has been bullied or even if she should sign up for the lecture from the other faculty. All those decisions will determine which of these angels will be born. Here he is, our little angel, but just not yet on earth. Why? Why is that? Well, we looked at the timeline from one side only. It takes two people to bring a new soul to this world. We have our boy, on whom our angel is putting so much hope. The only thing he has to do is to successfully take an order from her in a restaurant when they are both 20. Wait a minute, what if the boy doesn't make necessary decisions that will lead them both to end up together? What if the boy decided to travel the world first and the girl falls in love with a boy assigned to another angel? Don't worry about that, all of them will be born sooner or later. After all, all the parents were once waiting to be born too. She might meet that boy later in life or who knows, in their next life, maybe. Он спросил, что она будет пить. Выбор имел решающее значение. Он подумал, если закажет кофе без кофеина, я встану и уйду. На подобных свиданиях пить кофе без кофеина непозволительно. Этот напиток меньше всего располагает к общению. И чай не лучше. Не успели встретиться, а уже закутались какой-то рыхлый кокон. Чувствуется, что воскресными вечерами они будут сидеть дома перед телевизором. Или еще того хуже. Ходить в гости к теще. Да, без сомнения, чай это, это что-то из сферы родителей и жены. Тогда что? Алкоголь? Нет, уж рановато. Когда женщина вот так с порога начинает пить, это, наверное, страшно. И даже стакан красного не прокатит. Франсуа терпеливо ждал, пока она выберет, что будет пить, продолжая анализировать влияние выбора напитка на первое впечатление от женщины. Что остается? Кока-кола и прочая газировка? Нет, невозможно. Уже очень не женственно. Еще и соломинку вздумает попросить. 
конце концов он решил, что лучше всего сок. Да, сок это симпатично, располагает к общению и не слишком агрессивно. Чувствуется, что девушка ласковая и уравновешенная. А какой сок? Классики лучше избегать, и обычные или апельсиновые слишком банально. Чуть-чуть оригинальности, но без эксцентрики. Папая или гуаява? Ужас. Нет, лучше всего выбрать что-то среднее, вроде абрикоса. Вот именно, абрикосовый сок в самую точку. Если она его выберет, я на ней женюсь, подумал Франсуа. Ровно в эту секунду Натали подняла голову от карты напитков, словно очнувшись от долгих раздумий. Тех же самых, что и незнакомец, сидевший напротив. А я возьму сок. Абрикосовый, наверное. Он возрился на нее так, словно увидел параллельный мир. Часть вторая. И тогда Натали заплакала. Заплакала по-настоящему, слезами страдания, которые всегда сдерживала перед отцом. Сама, не зная почему, она никогда не позволяла себе распускаться перед ним. Может, потому что была единственной дочерью? Может, потому что ей приходилось играть и роль мальчика? Того, кто не плачет. Но она была ребенком, маленькой девочкой, которая потеряла мужа. Теперь, после стольких лет, Ощутив давно выветрившуюся атмосферу пец, расплакалась в объятиях отца, позволила себе отдаться горю в надежде на утешение. Статья из газеты «Метро», озаглавленная, пресечена подпольная торговля моцареллой. За два последних дня в ходе операции по пресечению подпольной торговли моцареллой превосходного качества Бондухле департамента СОН были арестованы пять человек. Как заявил Пьер Шушков, майор жандармии Эври, возглавлявший расследование, за два года через склад прошло около 60-70 поддонов, то есть примерно 30 тонн. Сыр передавался по всему департаменту и даже в Дельжиифе, департамент Вальдеварне. Объемы торговли отнюдь не пустяковые, нанесенный ущерб оценивается в 280 тысяч евро. Расследование, начатое после жалобы, поданной компании Стеф в июне 2008 года, позволило выявить канал распространения. В деле оказались замешаны, в частности, двое управляющих подземельями, одна из которых, расположенная в Полезе, служила переволочным пунктом. Остается выяснить, кто руководил этой незаконной торговлей и куда шла выручка от проданной моцареллы. ВМ. Existential Dreams, Donald Kaiken. Systematic classificatory methods have repeatedly identified three types of impactful dreams. Nightmares, transcendent dreams and existential dreams. Of these, existential dreams distinctively involve sadness and despair, separation, loss, inhibition, fatigue, light dark contrasts, affective shifts, and intense effect during the dream ending. Existential dreams are distinguishable from other impactful dream types and from ordinary dreams, not by any signal feature, but rather by a coherent profile of features involving feelings and emotions, 
motives and goals, sensory phenomena, movement characteristics, and dream endings. Like nightmares and transcendent dreams, existential dreams include visual discontinuities. For example, explicit looking, sudden shifts in location, relatively intense effect, especially during dream antics, and compelling imagery that seems real to the dreamer even after awakening. However, despite such evidence of their shared intensity, their effects on waking thoughts and feelings differ. Existential dreams are distinctively followed by a shift towards self-perceptual depth. That is, after awakening and often for hours, days or weeks, existential dreamers report that their dream continues to influence their mood, make them sensitive to aspects of their lives they typically ignore, and make them feel like changing the way they live. These reported dream effects suggest that existential dreaming per se brings about shifts in self-perception, perhaps through the mnemonic and affective transformations that occur within the dream. This suggestion conflicts with the common assumption that deepened self-perception emerges only during dream telling and interpretation, for example, during psychotherapy. It is consistent, however, with evidence that existential dream narratives themselves involve emerging self-awareness. For example, existential dreamers typically report that during the dream they become aware of themselves as if from the outside. Also, they report the spontaneous emergence of clear and distinct emotions, usually sadness, as the dream progresses. Such emerging self-awareness is not characteristic of nightmares. Thus, among the two types of impactful dream f- dreams involving negative effect, only existential dreams involve poignant self-reflection. The contrast with nightmares is relevant also because nightmares and existential dreams emerge from rather different life circumstances. While there is ample evidence linking nightmares to the traumatic distress of PTSD, there also is evidence linking existential dreams to the separation distress of grief and bereavement. The following is an example of an existential dream that not only involves separation, loss and emerging self-awareness, but also explicit reference to bereavement. In my dream, From my recollection, I was nowhere. I wasn't inside or outside. I was crying, but I didn't know why. Then my close friends appeared and tried to take me with them. I was hesitant to follow them. I remember feeling guilty. My family members showed up and all but my mom. Then it hit me. We were all upset because my mom had passed away. I don't know how or when, I just know I was feeling a lot of pain. Next thing I knew, people kept appearing and consoling me. I was then woken up because I was crying and I had a horrible feeling in my stomach. In this dream, guilty, unexplained sadness spontaneously becomes explicitly painful sadness as the dream reaches its conclusion. Following awakening, this dreamer's pain is realized as a previously unrecognized or only vaguely recognized personal truth. 
In general, then existential dreams are both disquieting and constructive, which may explain dreamers' ambivalence about them. This very ambivalence contrasts with the more nearly univocal character of nightmare distress. This contrast has important implications for clinical and research definitions of nightmares. Nightmares often are defined as abrupt awakenings from late-night sleep with clear recall of a frightening dream narrative. However, according to some clinical definitions, the associated narrative may may involve any kind of negative emotion. Broadening the definition of nightmares in this way may have unfortunate consequences, both clinically and in research, because Nightmares and existential dreams appear to have different origins and different effects. Restricting the definition of nightmares to awakenings from late-night sleep with clear recall of a specifically frightening dream narrative would enable more precise location of that source of largely unmitigated dream distress. It would also ensure separate consideration of the sources of existential distress that alter self-understanding and constructively affect the course of bereavement. Among empirically constrained theories of dreaming, the fear and vigilance of traumatic distress is often considered the prototypic form of dream experience. However, the sadness and self-monitoring of separation distress may be an equally fundamental source of dreaming. Digital identity. Let's talk about this new technology. Make traveling a breathe. It needs to be more innovative, secure and paperless. Overall growth in travel brings even more demand for a digital profile setting. Travelers of this era require new innovations to make their travel smooth and secure. Valued citizenship and travel documents need to be more than a piece of paper. So here comes the digital profile for travel. Let's take part in the technical revolution. It is reliable, advanced and auxiliary. Showcase your historical travel data and prove your identity through biometric recognition technology Profile is accessible with bank verification. A digital profile does not replace the passport but enhances the security of your stay abroad. Problem solvers. Well-grounded. Prove your identity without your physical passport. Family-friendly. Identify yourself and your children from the same profile. Up-to-date. Display your health records. Hmm. Spontaneous trip with the family? Yes, it is totally possible. Book the journey online, check in and go directly to the airport. The digital profile contains all the information which will make the journey more convenient. Thanks to the information provided on the QR code, they are able to pass through security and reach the gate without any problems. Working abroad, applying for the resident card online, identifying yourself through your digital profile. No need to go back to your home country. You will get your resident card with the help of digital profile. Cross-border trade. Mutual recognition of digital identities between countries can make cross-border trade smoothly, accelerate trade in digital services, products, and expand markets. Create DI profile. Book through A-Line website. Control data share. 
border authority access data and control traveler risk. Check in and show QR code for identity proof, biometric info assessment, voila, validate identity and exit immigration. Digital identity. Prepared by Sofia Sibel Alwabijanova, Anta Yawa, Shamshad Akter and Sofia Nyberg. Happy, easy and safe travels. Country presentation is a series of events. Each week, one country, starting from Hungary, has to present itself and our Erasmus students will be the ones doing it through beautiful performances, cooking delicious traditional food and cheering one another to compete for the winner's place. Our goal as a committee and as event makers is to pick up the best venue, add new details to the process of the events, keep things organized and friendly between the competitors. We are also responsible for helping them, but please, no cheating. For that exact reason, Country Presentation Committee is hiring members to help. And as for the Erasmus participants, we have some basic rules for them as well. They are to arrive on time, respect the others, no eating before the end of presentations, and no going outside before the third presentation or the last presentation of the day. As an event, there are some trivial parts of the competition that includes food competition, creative competition, dancing, singing, and so on, PPTs and country quizzes, evaluation of voting, and of course the after party. So the task for the participants are to gather different people from, from the same country and start preparation. Choose a team leader and contact us on our page. Presentation should be for about 15 to 20 minutes. It should include your culture that will help you to gain points. And of course, it should be fun and entertaining. Of course, we have our special voting system and it includes a pointing sheet that you can see here and uh, worth 30% the opportunity to vote. That's why attendance is very important. For more information, you can check out our country presentation page on Facebook. And if you have more questions, you can shoot me a message on Facebook. I will leave my account with my fellow colleagues of ESN Pitch. Good luck and thank you for your attention.